This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Welcome to the show. A little later on, we'll be chatting with Jessica Coleman from the Fort St. John Literacy Society. The mayor of Fort St. John recently declared September as Literacy Month, so we'll find out what that means for the society and some of the things they've got planned in honor of the declaration. But first, the Fort St. John Association for Community Living has been busy this summer with their Growing Connections program and uh, all the many wonderful things they do as well, uh, which includes an exciting new addition to the program that really extends the growing season to be basically throughout the year for them. So for more on that and many other things, we're joined now by the association's executive director, Joe Lang. Joe, welcome back to Moose Talks. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here today. Um I thought we'd start with, for people who don't know, maybe they're new to town or they've heard of the association, but are a little uh, unsure of exactly what you guys do, if you could maybe describe for us kind of what your mandate is. For Absolutely. Us. So we support people with developmental disabilities uh, to have a better quality of life, to be uh, connected with the community. We do that through residential programming, uh, day services, community connections, employment, mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of growing and we, um, we're actually expanding our mandate to help people with complex needs because we're trying to meet some of the needs that are in the community, mm-hmm. but we have a fairly broad spectrum of services right now. I see. Uh, when people, um, who are developmentally disabled or they know someone in their family, they reach out to you to say, Hey, we, we need some help in some way. And you sort of start to work together on what, what that might be or what that might look like, or, or is it broader than that? Well, they, they can reach out to us. Our, we're funded through um, Community Living BC. I see. Uh, and a lot of our referrals come through there. But we spend a lot of time uh, writing grant proposals and getting donations from the community to help people who may not otherwise get help. Mm-hmm. So we create different programs. So they can reach out to us. We might be able to support them in one of the programs that we've created in addition to the funding that we normally get. I see. And I think, uh, you know, it's all important, but the employment kind of aspect is yep. kind of the big one we certainly see around the community. Uh, tell us a bit about how that works and kind of how you set up somebody with employment in, in the community. Well, first of all, we have uh, an amazing community here, yeah. and the employers are just spo- so responsive. Um, we have a lot of individuals who celebrate like 10 years uh, with an employer, so that's that says a lot about uh, this community mm-hmm. and uh, the the ability to work together with us. Um, and we're actually really excited because our employment program is recognized throughout the province, and we are going to be featured in a a film that is uh, going to be done by Inclusion BC. No kidding. So they'll coming they'll be coming out to Fort St. John to start filming. Hopefully October, because we told them. November, the weather is not as as, <laughs> as predictable. Um, so they'll they'll feature some of the individuals that uh, are currently working in the community, our employment program, the the organization as a whole, but also the city, mm-hmm. and uh, give give Fort St. John the the uh, 
attention it deserves because uh, you know it doesn't always get that kind of attention uh, provincially mm-hmm. but it's a nice way to recognize the community absolutely well uh, fort st john of course we're known for energy and all that mm-hmm. but of course there's a lots of farming and, and kind of agrarian lifestyle around and uh, food security a big issue that keeps growing kind of every uh, day and year as it passes so you guys have a program that's sort of touches on that and sort of deals with that calling growing connections can you tell us a bit about that yeah we we started uh, almost two years ago uh, growing connections program through the generosity of some local farmers we have a couple plots of land that we have use of one we have sheep and so the individuals we support get to to interact with the animals and learn to care for them it's a positive self-esteem building activity mm-hmm. the other site we uh, grow crops that we sell at the local farmers market mm-hmm. and this year we added an aquaponics program which is an indoor um, agricultural program that has both agricultural and uh, aquatic components so there is the system connects a large fish tank and growing beds so that the fish the waste from the fish actually fertilizes the soil and then the plants then purify the water which goes back into the fish so you can grow both crops and fish so right now we have shabunkins which all the individuals have have named which are a very large variety of goldfish Mm -hmm. but uh, the system has potential to grow fish for food like tilapia different things like that Uh, so we're looking forward to to getting to extend through the winter and maybe even offer some of those vegetables that we grow during the winter because it's a little a little more challenging to get fresh produce up here. Absolutely. I, I, th- I think it's just a fascinating concept. How did you uh, get wind of this idea and where did it come from and what kind of said to you, I mean, this would be perfect for us because our growing season isn't very long and we, we would all like fresh produce in the winter. Yeah, I, well, I've done, I've done a lot of research. Um, I had previously worked at an organization that had a 290-acre farm yeah. as part of the programming. So uh, I learned a lot there. And when I came up here, I, I realized that we need to look at crops that we can grow in a short period of time. And yeah. that kind of spun into, well, how do we extend this? And a lot of organizations have started to do indoor growing, but uh, just adding the the fish as a component um, makes it fun for the individuals, but mm-hmm. also a little more productive. I see. It's it's a fascinating program. Um, I want to talk a bit about this as well. Um, uh, the mayor declared September as Disability Employment Month. I believe it's also Disability Employment Month in September, kind of province wide. Um, what does that mean for you as an association? Is is it like about raising awareness? Do you are you happy that the local governments do things like this? Absolutely, I think um, it brings some attention, but it brings attention in a way that may be different from the original plan for it. The individuals that we have that are in employment spots are so motivated yeah. and so dedicated to their employers. It shines a light on what they have to offer as individuals. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the the employer doing a favor to to the organization or to the individual. It's about getting a good employee who's dedicated to to your company. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of employers in town are, are, are learning that and uh, continue to support us support us because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder. I mean, you you've talked about how the community is very supportive so far, but. You know, there's always room for improvement. Mm. So what do you think we as community members, you know, me, 
uh, local governments, businesses, what can we all be doing more of to support kind of the members of our community who, who are disabled, our neighbors? Well, I think giving people... An... All right, Joe. Well, if someone's listening now, they want to support you and the association in some way. Maybe they have questions or, or they know someone who needs the support of the association. Um, what's the best way to reach out to you? How, how can they contact you? So if they email us at uh, that info email, mm-hmm. um, if it's a, something that needs my attention, it'll get forward to me and I will respond. Um, but we're always happy to, to help. Uh, people have kind of popped by the office even to, to say hi and just uh, um, we've had people come by and donate things and we're always happy to chat. Mm-hmm. So um, anybody that reaches out to us, I will, uh, I'll reach back. All right, Joe. Well, I really appreciate you making some time uh, to chat with us today. Thanks so much. For Thank you. By. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm. That's Joe Lang, the executive director of the Fort St. John Association for Community Living. Yay. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. Now we're here to talk about all things literacy, as the mayor has declared uh, the month of September as Literacy Month here in Fort St. John. Though the uh, Fort St. John Literacy Society works throughout the year providing uh, literacy uh, solutions and whatnot uh, in various ways throughout the community. So to talk about all that, we're joined now by Jessica Coleman, the executive director of the Fort St. John Literacy Society. Jessica, welcome back to Moose Talks. Thank you for having me. It's good to be back face-to-face in the studio again. It's been a long time. (laughs) Yes, has it ever. Uh, So I thought we'd start kind of uh, what we did with Joe earlier. Um, For people who don't know much about the society, they've probably heard the name, but they don't fully understand uh, kind of everything you guys do. Can you kind of break that down, that down for us a little bit? What do you guys do at the Society for yeah, the Community? Yeah, for sure. So uh, the Literacy Society is kind of our, our goal to help with any literacy goal that is self-identified by our clients. So really that can encompass any educational or knowledge piece. Mm-hmm. So we have people that are learning English. We have those that need help uh, writing a resume, um, reading and understanding their driver's manual, getting some help with after-school help and and children's books clubs. So we have a pretty wide range of what we do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But overall, it's basically anything that can be encompassed within an educational realm. We're there to support and help as much as we can. Financial literacy is sort of one of the things you do too? Yes, we do financial as well as nutritional literacy. So helping people sort of understand their how to manage their finances at home with home budgeting. And then it kind of flips over to how can you create healthy, nutritious meals while still on a budget as well. So Mm Lots. A little bit of everything, actually. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I I often see kind of the events you have on Facebook and whatnot that are sort of like, you come by, check this out, and we're doing this. Um, are those, you know, is there other like services you offer that are uh, related to that where people like come and, I don't know, purchase is the right word for it, but like... You know, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> at, be this before this, I spin my wheels anymore. Yeah. At this point in time, all of our services are free to the community. Yeah. Um, thanks to our funders and community support. A little while back, we did do Spanish lessons, which was kind Very of a, cool. a pay for service because yeah. it was something outside of our realm that we just, we actually had a, a number of people approach us and say, hey, this is something we want. And our instructor happens to be fluent in Spanish. So it worked out really well. But overall... Um, 95% of our services are free and open to the 
community to take part in. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, uh, you know, I, I want to stress this. This isn't about uh, literacy just for children. I mean, it's for adults too, right? Absolutely. Actually, most of our clients are adults mm-hmm. and our programs, again, probably 80% of them are targeted towards those who are 18 or older. And the idea behind that is that the school system captures those that are up to 18 yeah. and gives them support there. And um once you graduate out of high school, then we're there to kind of help out with any extended learning that's needed. And then again, prior to school, we have the Dolly Parton Imagination Library program that helps children prepare for kindergarten. So that's for zero to five. Absolutely. And we'll talk more about that in just a few minutes. Um, again, I mentioned the mayor declaring a September Literacy Month. She's done this before. Um, I'm just curious what to your take on what that means to you and the association and and what you know, what it does for the association when local politicians say, this is Literacy Month, we're, we're kind of about this, you know? Yeah, so the biggest thing is that it raises awareness. It lets people know that we're here, uh, kind of a little bit about what we do. And it's, it's nice that the city, and we thank them for sort of advocating for the Literacy Society and giving us that space to, to hold, to say that this is in the community, these are the services that we offer, and this is how it helps the, the community members as a whole. Yeah. So we are really appreciative for their support, but mostly it is an, a kind of an awareness and advocacy piece. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I imagine you always have lots of things planned, but especially this month, you've probably got a few events and, and, and things kind of planned for looking forward to it. You want to tell us about a few of them? Yeah. So we actually, we're still in the process of finalizing our calendar. <laughs> um, so we are going to be taking part in the community one stop. So we'll have a table there for um, community members to register for some of our upcoming fall programs, which includes a teen book club, um, some tutoring help, just some some programs. The Imagination Library will have registrations there as well. Yeah. Um, and then we are partnering up with the library for a couple things this this year. So we're going to the library is doing an any book club. Yes. <laughs> Which is really exciting. I'm, I think you sounds like you've heard of it. I've been a part of that in the past. That's very cool. Wonderful. Yeah. So we're uh, that's on September 13th for and this one's for children ages 6 to 11. Mm-hmm. And also on September 17th at the library uh, community members can pick up a package uh, about the seven teachings. So kind of pick up packages is what we're still sort of mostly focusing on. Um, and then September 19th, the library is doing talk like a pirate day, but that's not to say that there's not other literacy initiatives across the community. There's quite a, um, so best way is probably to email myself at info at fsjliteracy.ca or can call the office at 785-2110 and if I'm not in, I'll, I'll be sure to be get the message. And if I'm in, I'll be there to talk to you. Excellent. All right, Jessica. Well, thanks so much for stopping by to chat with us today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. That's Jessica Coleman, the uh, executive director of the Fort St. John Literacy Society. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.